It's your girl, Marisa, and you are listening to the Heard That with Marisa Tigney podcast. What's up, Heard That Nation? Y'all have asked, and you've asked, and you've asked, and it's finally open. The Heard That With Marisa online store at heardthatwithmarisa.com. I got the merch. Finally happened. Swaggy tees, amazing hats, other kinds of different merchandise that I got on there. Check it out today. Thank you for supporting your girl. Uh, Fill up a shopping bag with all kinds of stuff. Give away as gifts or keep it for yourself. All kinds of amazing swag and merchandise. Check it out today. Heard that with Marisa.com. I appreciate your support. One of the amazing things that I love to do with my time, I love working out and serving in the community. And through that time, I have met some amazing people and I have met some extraordinary kids. And the one thing, believe it or not, that kids love and ask for is books. Because many of them I found that they, they absolutely love reading, which is absolutely incredible. Um, I am so proud that I've met an incredible man uh, by the name of Trevor Romaine, and he is an author. He's an illustrator that has the most amazing, amazing literature for kids and for educators and for teachers, as well as parents. You have to check out his books. You have to check out his digital downloads. Uh, I'm, I'm a huge fan of it. If you go to TrevorRomaine.com, uh, T-R-E-V-O-R-R-O-M-A-I-N, no E at the end.com. Check out all of his materials that he has, all his books, all his literature and digital downloads. You can save 15%. All heard that listeners, if you check it out, save 15% at the end of your checkout. Use the code HEARDTHAT, H-E-A-R-D-T-H-A-T, and save 15%. You, I'm telling you what, it is some of the best materials out there that can help children and families become happier, healthier, and more confident. So use the code heard that save 15% off at trevorromaine.com today. What's up, Heard That Nation? Listening in the United States and around the world, you are now listening to the Heard That with Marisa Tigney podcast. If you are watching on YouTube right now, hit that subscribe button so you stay in the know of every new episode and every guest that I have on the show. February is Black History Month. We have a history maker that is here as a guest on the show today. She is a 2016 Olympic gold medalist, a three-time Olympian, the first woman in the United States to win that event since it came to fruition in 1948. She is a current American record holder in the shot put. 
She's a motivational speaker, an entrepreneur, and host of her own podcast called The Podium Life. Please, y'all, for Shot Diva, give a warm <laughs> welcome. I am so excited. Michelle Carter, welcome to the Heard That Podcast. Well, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. I am so thrilled to have you on. When I told you before the show started that people, uh, when they saw the promo that you were coming on the podcast, they were beyond excited, more so for your motivational speaking and encouraging people uh, to be themselves and to, you know, mental health and for uh, either embracing who they are. And uh, we're going to get into that a little bit, but I am just in awe of your resume and what you have done for the sport of shot put. Um, how did that journey begin? Because I know your father did shot put and yes. also people that are familiar with uh, Michelle Carter's name. Her father uh, is a three-time Super Bowl champion, but he also was mm-hmm. uh, a United States Olympian and won uh, a silver medal in shot put as well. So what yeah. inspired you? Was it mostly through him, uh, you know, trying out shot put because I'll tell you what, from someone who ran track and mm-hmm. was curious about how much a shot put weighs and I happened to pick one up, that was a one and done for me. I stuck to the running <laughs> events. <laughs> she said, all I need to do is just pick it up just a little bit. That's that was it. it. I was picking up. I was like, you didn't throw it in with one hand. This would be no problem. I picked it up. I was like, well, that career is now well, over never mind. for me. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, um, it, it didn't start like how people think that it started out because people think that I just knew what all my dad did. Mm-hmm. I actually started track and field not knowing that he competed and did what he did in track and field. Okay. My coach um, just asked me to join the track team. I was I just transferred from private school to public school going into seventh grade. And, you know, you're in athletics. I'm playing basketball and doing all the other sports. And they were like, hey, let's do track. And my dad, he just kind of questioned, like, why are they asking you to do this? Like, who said it? What they say? Which coach was it? <laughs> Where was everybody else? And so I'm like, dang, daddy, like, just let me play. Can I try it? And and he was like, well, this is what you want to do. Like, I'm going to help you because you don't know what you're getting yourself into. Mm-hmm. And he was right because he already knew that once people saw my name on the list, that there were going to be expectations because of what he accomplished. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really get to learn what he accomplished until I actually was in the sport. Yeah. And I'm listening to conversations. And I'm like, time out. Like, you got something you want to tell me? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because that time when you have uh, athletes that have accomplished like Michael Jordan, you know, he has children. So when his children mm-hmm. were trying out for basketball and everything, they're like, okay, your daddy is like the pinnacle of up there in basketball. So, you know, all that spotlight and all that pressure is on them, you know, to achieve at least minimum, you know, the status and the the stats and, you know, Mm -hmm. getting a ring or two, maybe. Uh, Did you feel any of that pressure on yourself knowing, you know, your dad's resume and what he has done for the sport shot put? No, I did not. And my parents made sure that I didn't feel it. Like, um... They always told me, like, if this is what you want to do, we're going to be your best. Like, whatever mm-hmm. your best is, that's what we're going to figure out. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't going to guarantee me going to the Olympics or nothing. We just took it one step at a time. Go to junior high, go to high school. You go to district, go to regionals. Go to regionals, go to state. You get your senior year. Okay, what's next? College. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So we just kind of took the next steps because in my parents' mind, all they told me that I need to go get a scholarship. They're not mm-hmm. paying for college, but you can go get free money. Mm-hmm. And so... That was the next thing to do. I was there because I had to go to school. 
and get my education. But then yeah. once I graduated, I'm like, well, I guess I can try out for the Olympics. So it's like the, the I just took the next best step in this situation um, and what was best for me. And my parents didn't care if I did um, made it to that level or not, just as long as whatever I was doing, I was doing my absolute best. Mm hmm. When did you know when you got to, okay, so you, you know, competed, you know, regionals and finals and everything in high school, then going mm -hmm. on to college, when did you know in your mind, you know, like I can do this in the Olympics? Like, you know, I, I, I feel that I'm really good at shot put and I'm putting all my time and my effort, my sweat, my talent into this. This may be something that I want to take a step further and try out for the Olympics and go for there. So when did you know, dang it, dog, I'm good. Yeah. So I think my sophomore, no, my freshman year in college, I made the world junior team and mm -hmm. I had no 2004. I had the opportunity to go to the Olympic trials. I opted out and I was already like second in the U S at that time, like in, in college. And I could have made the team if I would have went, mm -hmm. but I didn't feel ready. I didn't feel prepared. I had a horrible NCAA, um, seeing my scene, my freshman year. Mm -hmm. And so I'm like, okay, I'm, I don't know what I want to do. Like, this is like too much. But then I went to the world juniors and because I had a bad season, they were like, uh, you know, this may not go so well. I mean, you're just wasting your time if you're going, but I was like, you know what? I'm not going for anybody else. I'm, I'm, going for myself right and in this moment I had to prove it to myself that I can actually do this mm -hmm. like do I actually have what it takes forget what everybody else think I had to prove it to myself do I really want to do this because I'm going to the University of Texas who don't play about sports you know and yeah. I have this reputation of just going out there and doing well and being a great athlete and I felt like I was failing and so going through that track meet and really just kind of just solely depending on myself in that moment mm -hmm. really kind of made me realize, okay, Michelle, you can actually do this. So I went to that competition. I remember I seen Valerie Adams for the first time. Uh, was it? No, no, that was high, high school. No, I didn't see her that first time there, but I competed and I had like a major PR. It was like a two foot PR. And yeah. um, in that moment, I realized, okay, Michelle, you can do this. Like, cause it, it doesn't matter what anybody else is doing. Can't nobody right. help me throw in that moment. Mm -hmm. I had to prove to myself that I actually have what it takes. And that track, we proved it to me. And then from that moment on, I'm like, okay, well, shall let's go. Like this, we're just going to just do our best and see where it takes us. And that's when I realized I actually have what it takes to accomplish whatever I wanted in the sport. Right. So educate everybody real quick, Michelle, of shot put, because people see it on TV and they see y'all in this, this circle and doing the rotation in the circle and then throwing it with one arm. Educate everybody of how heavy that ball yeah. is. Like this isn't your beach ball, your basketball or anything light like that there. Yeah, like it's not a softball, baseball. Right. If you try to throw it like any regular ball, you're going to hurt yourself. You're going to tear yes. your shoulder up. That's why so there's a the technique. So the women's shot put weighs 8.8 .8 pounds. Mm-hmm. And so it's just four kilos. Um, we get to this weight in high school and we stay there for our whole career, college and professional. Mm -hmm. Now the men is different. In high school, they throw a 12 pound. In college and above, they throw a 16 pound shot. Oh, wow. Why yeah. is there a, a big weight difference between the men's for high because, school versus- Oh, uh, because men get real strong as they get uh, older. True. <laughs> like they, they, they get strong, right? So when right. you got a young man in their 20s, they can lift the house. So yeah. going from the 12 pound to the 16 pound, um, 
kind of just evens it out so they're not throwing like super super far mm -hmm. so like right now um and like professionally these men are throwing 70 75 yes but it's 16 pound shot put that's incredible too it's <laughs> just i mean i'm just like okay the the amount of strength and amount of focus with with one arm and you're just heaving that out there like that is just just yeah. that's amazing to me to to not only throw with one arm, but you can't, your foot can't go over. And I don't know what you properly call yeah. that, that it's, area. It's the toe board. The toe so board. yeah. So the shot put ring is like a, I think it's like seven feet, two inches. And you have to create as much power as you can in this little circle, throw mm -hmm. the shot put and stay inside the circle. Mm -hmm. Once you touch anything outside of the circle it's considered a foul. Wow. Wow. And so that's why I had said, because I ran track and I stuck to the rivers and the lakes that I was used to of running <laughs> because 8.8 .8 pounds and continually to go and, and to yeah. do that motion in a small space, such as what you, you did. And it did very well. Um, some people have it and some people just need to move on and find their different talents, which I did. <laughs> <laughs> so you're doing this in college and then you getting better and better at it. So when Michelle, did you realize, okay, I have an opportunity to go to the Olympics and to mm -hmm. do something incredible, which I did not know. Cause the first time I ever saw you on television was during the Rio Olympics and I was just so fascinated. I'm like going, okay, you know, sister out here just throwing a shot foot. Like, you know, right. she got all my attention. But I didn't realize the the history behind it that no United States woman has ever medaled, gold medal yeah. in that event. Never. No. The only other medal we had in women's shot put was Earlene Brown in 1960. Mm -hmm. And she was bronze. And so if you look at the history of women in sports in general, when women started sports they wanted pretty sports like equestrian and and yeah. um like things like that like women weren't supposed to like exert themselves or be too strong right like, that was the high idea of women in sports before they even let women do sports like women can't do that like mm -hmm. if you did that then you can't have kids like that's what they're thinking so therefore women didn't do sports mm -hmm. women were supposed to be like protected and kept and do all the little gentle stuff but then of course over time and eventually we had title nine and yeah. all these changes started happening when you realize that women actually can do these things mm -hmm. and can do it very well and so um with that in that moment I wasn't even really thinking about becoming the first person because um to to win gold in my event I just knew that if I did what I was capable of everything else would take care of itself Mm -hmm. And so I just had to show up and be my best. Yes. And um, and with that, I knew that I had a chance to make history. And I felt like in the moment, you never really quite know the impact of what you're doing will have on people until like later on. Mm -hmm. And uh, and that's how I kind of felt. Like people are like, did you know it? Like, in this moment, like, no, I'm just out here to do my job. Right. I know I can win. And that's what I'm here to do. I'm not really thinking about anything else. But I knew that... Um, but I did know like in the back of my mind that if I do this that it will change the game because now you have to count Americans in mm -hmm. versus when at first we were always counted out it was always ran by or won by Eastern Europe was yeah. our main people in that then you had Valerie mm -hmm. Adams who were uh, who's a 
is she a five-time Olympian now? I think so. I but, think she uh, is a five-time she, Olympian, yeah. Yeah, so she has her her reign and all these things, but then now these Americans all of a sudden are popping up. Mm-hmm. And then for me, it's, it's crazy because once you see one person do it, then more people will follow. Yeah. So now since I won in 2016, now we have Raven Saunders with Silver in 2020. Mm-hmm. And then um, now we have uh, Chase Ely, who is who won uh, world championships um, in 2023. Mm-hmm. Uh, so 2022. So we so now it's normal for us to be at the top. Yeah. Where we didn't see it at first and it was hard to get there. People always counted us out. But then when one person do it, now it is not like the the, the ceiling anymore. It's now mm-hmm. the floor. Okay, right. she done it, then now I can do it. Yeah. And but I think just with the um the history of women in sports, it just took a minute for people to embrace women doing strong things. And mm-hmm. shot put isn't the most feminine, the prettiest sport. But look at my dad. I'm my I am a daughter of a lineman. <laughs> yeah. Like, I I got some genetics that I can't help. I mm-hmm. might as well use them and do something great with them. I think the the big thing going back to that moment, because I remember watching that on TV and I just moved to Texas at at the time. Um, Originally, I'm originally from Michigan. And so watching you on television and hearing the announcers uh, talk about the the more that you were advancing and you know the possibility that you were going to win the gold medal, um, their whole dynamic when they were talking about it changed, which Mm -hmm. got uh, a lot of viewers excited of shot put women's shot put and i think for you at that moment that you did you did more than just shatter the glass ceiling like you got people talking about you know literally hero status is what you became um for a lot of women and i was i was talking to a couple people at the time when you did uh end up winning the event and i and Mm -hmm. they were like did you just watch what she did this is open this is going to open the doors for so many of us that's been struggling trying to get noticed in this sport yeah. And I, I didn't, I didn't realize that. I'm just like, okay, track and field is not just about track, which I think a lot of that was just more so yeah. focused on, on the track side of things, but not the field side of things, especially mm-hmm. for that, for women's sports. So, I mean, would you agree with that? No, I agree because, um, when it comes to women's sports or just things dealing with women, mm-hmm. um, the, the main thing is sex sales. Yeah. So if it's not sexy, it's not going to do well. Mm -hmm. And then in my event, in particularly when it was really heavy with Eastern European women, they weren't the most feminine looking women out there, right? They were big, strong women. A lot of them did have very manly characteristics and all these muscles. So it wasn't something that people really looked into or really cared about Mm -hmm. or anything of that nature. So, um, when I came through, I was the odd ball out of the group because here I am. I have on makeup and lashes yeah. and my nails are done and my hair is done. I'm like, why y'all looking basic? Like, mm-hmm. you know, I come in. And we're and seeing I, that with women weightlifters too. Yeah. The exact same thing because. It, exactly. Of what you're talking because, about. Yeah. Because this was something that. And it's something that I struggled with in the beginning between my dad and I. So my dad's old school. Like, you ain't got to be pretty. You got to be good. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, how come I can't be good and pretty? Like, right. how come I can't have both? And I was always been this girly girl. Here I am in this sport, and I got to throw this thing real far. And it's like, I don't care about what you look like. Just throw. I said, but I care about both. Mm-hmm. And so we would have this fight going back and forth where one time, y'all, my daddy made me go to a, tra- to a competition and not get my hair and my nails done. Who feelings was what? all over her was mine. 
And my confidence was down. Like I had a horrible meeting. I was so mad at my dad. And my dad just looked at me. He was like, okay, I would never do that to her ever again. Like I got to let her be her. And right. in that moment, I had to like, just learn that that's me too. Cause even yeah. like in high school and college, it was easy to be myself. Mm-hmm. It was easy. But then once I got professional <clears throat> and all the other girls are looking at me, like I'm crazy and they're talking about me while I'm looking how I'm looking and they looking how they looking, mm-hmm. it made me question like, okay, am I making the right decision? Cause I'm not winning. I can't look this good and I'm not winning yet, but I'm like, but Michelle, that's just who you are. Like you just get dressed like that. That makes me feel good at the competitions. Right. And so I really leaned into that when it was still looked down upon in my sport. Now catch me any other day, Monday through Friday in the gym, I look a hot mess i look like how you think i look i should look like <laughs> i look like that i go to the gym with my rollers in my head i might be ashy and my clothes may not match because i've got to go in here and do this work mm-hmm. but the minute i hit the field i'm getting ready for my presentation like how right. people get ready for presentations at job you want to look good mm-hmm. i'm getting ready to present the work that i've been doing all this time at this track beat, and i'm going to look good while doing it because it makes me feel good when i feel good i do good so therefore right. that's what you're gonna get See, and that, oh God, that's so good that you said that because that ties right into your philosophy and philanthropy off of the field, out of that small little you know, circle of where you throw the shot put and you talk about that. Like you literally walk your talk of, you know, looking good and feeling good. And it all starts from the inside and it resonates on the outside. And you yeah. talk about body image and you you uh, encourage those that don't feel good about themselves to seek themselves from within and to see that they have abilities, that they have the capabilities, whether it be into track and field or whatever they yeah. want to do business or whatever they set their mind to do. And I, I love that you are such an example that those that follow you on IG, and I'm, I'm one of those that do follow you on IG, you have videos about that. You give like tidbits and confidence, uh, uh, little like two, three minute little uh, bits of confidence to those that are watching. Um, what inspired you to do that and then go into talk about you throw girl, uh, something that yeah. you had founded that's near and dear to your heart? Um, well, for me to share my journey and things that I experienced, because I realized that we are redeemed by the words of our testimonies Amen. and that when people hear stories that people can be set free people can um overcome people can be lifted up and encouraged to go after something so i realized that there is power in my words Mm -hmm. and so if i stay silent there's somebody who's waiting for me to tell my story who needs what i experienced and to share it for their breakthrough moment yeah and so when i realized okay michelle like is, is this really what i want in my life not quite but if i can help somebody might as well and so um so that's where i kind of get the um the courage to actually share my story and what i'm going through and how to work on that confidence because there's like in my journey everybody didn't believe what i was going after they did mm-hmm. not believe it even at the 2016 olympic games I wasn't even really a favorite to even medal. They had me best at third, mm-hmm. most likely fourth. And then for me to come back and win, there was my sponsors and other people looking at me like, yes, and that's that, that no, and, I, and I'm telling you, as a person of millions of people that were watching, the commentators, the announcers were surprised. So they were, and and it is it's good to have you say that because. 
I mean, I was, and I hate that, that, you know, commentators are like, you know, we got our favorites is this person and this person's going to meddle and they're, you know, they got this resume and everything else. But to have someone be an underdog, someone that they didn't expect to come up and yeah. rise up from where they were to eight to fifth to second to possibly winning this gold medal, like the tone changed. It changed because people got used to somebody always dominating. Yes. And I really, there's a time and a reason in the season for everything. And the competition is not over until it's over. I didn't mm -hmm. win until my last throw. I was in second place the entire competition. Mm-hmm. And I think she had me by like three or four feet, possibly mm -hmm. maybe. I can't remember. Yeah. But she it looked like that it was going to be guaranteed hers. But I'm like, I got six throws. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and each throw I'm trying and trying and trying. And that's what I'm saying. Like the work that I put in finally showed up for me on that last throw. Mm -hmm. And she could have came back and beat me. She's thrown further than that in her career. Right. But it just wasn't her time. But that's what I say, like, when you truly believe in yourself, you got to go through all these different levels of um, growing mindset. up and pruning and refining. So when you get to your moment, you're prepared and you're ready because you've gone through the fire, you've gone through the storms, and now you get to, get to reap the benefits of the work that you put in. And so with that, I realized there are a lot of people that pe people count out. People mm -hmm. count you out based off your skin color, off your background, where they think you came from, or what they think that you're capable of doing. But you don't really truly know what somebody is capable of. And I really believe that you can show what you're capable of once you truly believe in yourself. And I, when I say yourself, I mean, like, when I say yourself, I'm going to use me as an example. Myself with no skill, if I never threw a shot put a day in my life. That's what, I don't know what that was. That's something new. I never heard that. Um, if I never threw shot put a day in my life, if I didn't have any talents, if I am stripped down to the bare nakedness of who I am in essence. Mm -hmm. Don't you go anywhere. The Heard That with Marisa Tigney podcast will be right back after a brief pause to hear from our sponsor. One of the amazing things that I love to do with my time, I love working out and serving in the community. And through that time, I have met some amazing people and I have met some extraordinary kids. And the one thing, believe it or not, that kids love and ask for is books, because many of them I found that they, they absolutely love reading, which is absolutely incredible. Um, I am so proud that I've met an incredible man uh, by the name of Trevor Romaine. And he is an author. He's an illustrator that has the most amazing, amazing literature for kids and for educators and for teachers, as well as parents. You have to check out his books. You have to check out his digital downloads. Uh, I'm, I'm a huge fan of it. If you go to trevorromain.com, uh, T-R-E-V-O-R-R-O-M-A-I-N, no E at the end.com, check out all of his materials that he has, all his books, all his literature and digital downloads. You can save 15%. All heard that listeners, if you check it out, Save 15% at the end of your checkout. Use the code HEARDTHAT, H-E-A-R-D-T-H-A-T, and save 15%. You, I'm telling you what, it is some of the best materials out there that can help children and families become happier, healthier, and more confident. So use the code HEARDTHAT. Save 15% off at trevorromaine.com today. And welcome back to the Heard That with Marisa Tigney podcast. Do I still feel good about me? 
Mm-hmm. Do I still trust me? Can, do I, can I depend on me? Right. And I think when we talk about confidence, people think about like really more about what you look like on the outside versus what's really going on on the inside. Mm-hmm. Because even on my worst days, I <laughs> this is just me. I don't know about y'all. On my worst days, I'm still going to pull the best one. Why? Because I'm confident about who I am. Yeah. I don't care about how I look all the time. That's not where my confidence lies. My confidence lies within who I am. Because when I look at the definition of confidence, it breaks down to having trust in something or someone. Come on. So we all that. trust this cheer. Huh? Yeah. I said teach. Come on. Yeah. So the cheer that we're sitting in right now, we trust this cheer to do what the cheer is supposed to do. So I Mm -hmm. have confidence in this cheer. I plop all my weight down on this cheer and don't think twice about it. Now, can you do the same thing for yourself? Can you show up for you? Can you trust you to hold up their commitments? Can you trust you to take care of yourself? Mm -hmm. And that's where true confidence comes in. It's like when, and when it comes down to the um, end of the day, can yeah. I show up for me? Can I trust me? Before and that's where I started. Yes. That's where I started to put that confidence. Cause now people wait for other people to tell them what they should and can't do. And then you trust that to trust yourself. No, it's the opposite. Get to know who you are. Spend time with yourself, understand your shortcomings, understand your strengths because they both have to work together. And my weaknesses, I'm still confident. Why? Because I know I'm weak and I'm about to ask for help. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right like yeah. I could be confident in that because I know me and so knowing and going through that journey I came up with my camp because I want these young girls to truly have confidence in who they are just the, at the bare minimum of themselves mm-hmm. and that anything that you do is extra so I always say a cake isn't a cake a good cake just because the icing's good Mm-hmm. A cake is a good cake because the cake, the base is good. Anything you add on top of that just tastes what it is to another level. So when you have a good piece of cake and then you add icing, you're like, oh, that icing just adds a little bit extra to it. But you can still eat the cake by itself and be satisfied. Right. And that's how I think about us as people. Like we are putting these ingredients together because we're about to make a good cake. And we're going to be a good cake if we didn't have any special talents or any anything else. But then now I have this skill. I throw very well. I have this other skill. I I do makeup. I have this other skill. And these are just the little decorations and little extras. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of like how I started this camp for my girls. Because I'll get questions from people all the time. Why are you so confident? What makes you confident? And then in my mind, I used to get irritated because I'm thinking like, why do you think I shouldn't be? Mm. And most of the reason why is because I am a larger girl. They always assume that just because you big that you have low self-esteem, that you don't believe in yourself and trust in yourself. Like, that's not true. Right. And so now in this world, you have these girls who are larger and now they have all these self-esteem issues and their parents don't know how to get make them feel better about themselves. And then their parents come to me. And then so... They want to know why I'm confident. How can I make their daughters confident? But I'm like, well, let me just put this all together because apparently there's a need. There's mm-hmm. something there that people need to see something different. And apparently I have it. You know, I had to, that's how I yeah. kind of looked at it. 
And so I'm just going to share my experiences, what I think and what I do. And we're going to see how that works. And then I put together my camp because I think that regular sports camps are boring. Um, when you're just doing all the skill stuff all day yeah. long. And I just added a lot of different layers to this camp to round out the whole female athlete. Because mm -hmm. people think you're an athlete. All you need to do is work on your skills. Like, no, there's other things athletes need in their life to round them out as a person. If I can round you out as a person, then you'll be even a better athlete. So I just want to give them the tools that at the end of the day, they believe in themselves and I don't care what they do in their lives. They can apply what we teach at this camp to any area of their life and any skill and be successful. Gosh, I wish your camp was around when I was, you know, coming up in sports because it is more about, it's more than just the skill. And mm -hmm. that was with some of these sports camps. Cause I went to a couple of sports camps coming up in, in my track. And I think that's why, I decided to focus on college because, uh, you know, getting a degree was very important, especially in my family. So I didn't have that confidence. I had the skill and everybody noticed mm -hmm. me when I broke records in the 100, when I broke records in the, you know, we did very well in the four by four, four by one, but it was, I didn't have that substance of the, the mental set, the heart set, you know, yeah. when somebody walks up to you and tell you, uh, that you're not good, that you're, you know, you're slow, that, you know, all the, all the things that hinder you down and to, you know, shift that whole entire mindset that yeah. unfortunately I've seen many people that have ran track that used to run track that that took a toll on their bodies. It took a toll on their mental because they did not have that person in their corner to build mm -hmm. up their confidence mentally, to build up their yeah. heart mentally, to how to handle rejection. Um, when, you know, you got the naysayers, and the haters that come mm -hmm. at you. Uh, and, and that's it is so fantastic what you're doing with these young ladies because it is a lot of girls that I, in that, being a mentor too, that need that confidence boost, that need that, yeah. you know, that encouragement uh, because it, 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 we, we are unfortunately living in a more negative, a more negative society than when you and I grow up and we're close in age, I mean, would yeah. you, would you agree with that? I totally agree with that. And yeah. I think the main culprit, unfortunately, even though we love it, is social media Yep. and the, um, the comparison, because now instead of just looking and being happy for people and enjoying other people's successes, people are comparing like, why do they get that? And how come I can get that? Well, I've yeah. done this. I should have more than them. Like that's where we're going wrong with, with everything is that comparison um everybody's different your road and your path is different mm -hmm. it's not going to look like anybody else's i can't compare my path to your path mm -hmm. or even better yet like i can't like my path of being an olympic gold medalist is different from valerie's um path to becoming an olympic gold medalist mm -hmm. if i was trying to mock her life i still wouldn't have reached my goal because i can't do it the way that she does it Right. And I think if we all embrace the differences that we have and notice that and understand that with life comes ups and downs mm -hmm. and really everybody looks forward to the ups, but the downs is where you really get ready. Right. That, that's the part when you look back on your journey that you're going to appreciate the most, the times when things didn't work out, the times where you almost quit and you did it, yeah. the times where, um, you know, you, you just didn't feel like doing it, but you did it anyways. Like mm -hmm. those are really the moments that really make the successes 
um even sweeter so yes. this i always tell people what you see on social media just know before you saw this post there was a thousand moments where they probably cried and was down and had blood setting twist with sweat and tears into mm -hmm. this moment just so you could enjoy this picture and be mad because they're there and you're not hurt people hurt people <laughs> right like you got to check yeah. yourself for that like you have to really check yourself um and and social media will get you caught up thinking that you should have something that you didn't quite work for mm-hmm and because you don't know what these people went through to get to where they're at. And so exactly. you got to just embrace your journey and celebrate others. Exactly. That, that, that's so good. That is, that is so good. Your podcast, which I'm so glad that you are, you know, welcome to the world of podcasting. I'm so glad Thank that you're you. doing this. The Podium <laughs> Life Podcast, which everybody, at the sound of my voice, if you're listening and if you're watching on YouTube, needs to subscribe to her podcast. Yes, uh, everything Thank that you. she had talked about so far on here from her journey to the Olympics to, you know, her father mentoring her and coaching her, uh, Michael Carter, if you do not know who her dad is, please, you know, research that uh, he is very good in his own right and has a phenomenal daughter here uh, on the show. But her podcast is absolutely amazing. And what you talk about, Michelle, is everything you pretty much had talked about on here and then some and breaking down, you know, uh, about body image, about the mental, about the mental health, because we have seen a war on mental health, especially in the Black yeah. community, unfortunately, with well-known people uh, that have uh, taken the, in their mind the easy way out and, you know, their own yeah. loss of life. Um Talk about your podcast and why you started your podcast and the purpose of it. Yes. So we have the podium podcast where we talk about living life a step above the rest, not meaning like we're thinking that we're better, but because we actually are doing the things that people don't want to do. And we're putting that work in mm -hmm. because when we talk about a podium and, and track and field, it's like the top three finishers. Yes, And so you want to do the thing that's going to put you on your podium, whatever that is for your life. But that's pretty much you being your best and doing your best, giving your best effort. And so I talk about that um, and I break it down, I think, into like seven different little categories that I mm -hmm. think that affects athletes in general and how um, I've come across these issues, overcame these issues or work through these issues and I'm bringing on people that are going to talk about these issues as well so you say we have our physical health which you think as athletes everybody's always in the best physical health but no they struggle with that we have yeah. mental health then we have relationships relationships are a big one then we got finances we know what happens with athletes and money mm -hmm. and then we have um Oh, now I'm gonna draw a whole blank on all of them but we have many more other, oh, <laughs> discipline and hard work yeah. Um, what does that really take? Like, what's your skill and what's talent? Mm -hmm. uh, I think we talk about, um, you of course, I'm not going to. acronym of fear, uh, what it is, false evidence appearing real. Yeah, false evidence. Like we talk about, oh, your mental, like your, your um, like your game plan, like your mental yeah. game plan. Like that's mm -hmm. important. Like you have your mental health, like for your regular everyday life, but there's this like switch that athletes have when you're able to turn it on and turn it off and figure those things out. So I want to just talk about these little things that makes a big difference in an athlete's life and their mindset. Mm -hmm. Because when you study great people and you see people who are able to accomplish things that others didn't, it's really all about your mindset. 
And a lot of times we always think that we probably need something physical in order to have that. No, I tell people this as of late, and I just realized this for myself. I competed at the 2016 Olympic Games and I was not 100% physically healthy. Wow. Who wins a gold medal and they're not 100% physically medal? I mean, physically healthy. I did. Because I didn't need more than what I already had. Mm -hmm. I already had more than enough. I just had to get my mind in the right place to actually accomplish it. So when I got hurt in 2016, it put me in the position where I couldn't rely on my body. And I had to rely on a source outside of me. For me, that's God, Jesus. Amen. Amen. But then on the other side, I had to strengthen my mental game for that moment. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of talk about these things that I think a lot of times athletes we take for granted because we automatically do these things, but we actually have these great skills that allow us to push through hard times that other people can learn from us to get through life. Because Mm -hmm. we know in order to get on that podium, we're going to have to go through some pain. I'm going to have to go through some injuries. I'm going to have to fail. I'm going to get rejected. But I know that that's not the end. That's just on my way to where I'm going. Mm-hmm. And so trying to pull all that together to have this really uplifting and real and honest podcast to help people through those moments because people quit when they feel like they're the only ones. Yeah. And I want you to know you're not the only one. Yeah. Like I've gone through a lot of these things. I may not publicize it and talk about it, but now I'm in a space where I am going to talk about it more because I realize. People are struggling and they just want to know that, okay, I'm not by myself. And now that I know that I'm not by myself, because Michelle talked about she was depressed one time, like Michelle was depressed. Then she mm-hmm. never like, oh, Michelle did this. Oh, if she could do it, then got it. I'm what she do? One, two, three, got it. I'm gonna go try that. And I just like for me, that does so much knowing that my words mm-hmm. can help somebody. Mm-hmm. Like that's to me, that's something simple that I can do is share my words, my experiences, my wisdom, and help you be the best of your life and go do amazing things too. Like, why not? Sign me up for that all day. Exactly. (laughs) What's the feedback you've gotten from someone who has heard your words, who has uh, been in the presence of you motivating, uh, you know, a group of people, you know, your motivational speaker, uh, you've talked to people, you have done, like I said, on your Instagram, you had, you know, and touched on, you know, body image and confidence and, you know, knowing yeah. who you are and giving your all and giving your, you know, everything that you want to pursue to the fullest. What feedback have you gotten from someone or, you know, anybody, you know, people um, yeah. that still, you know, st- stays in your mind of this is why I'm doing what I do? Yeah. So um, I think recently, maybe like, maybe about a month now, I've shared it's a post I had on like my little sports bra on. I was talking about me going on this journey to be healthier, changing my body composition post um, sports. Like mm-hmm. now I don't have to perform. Now I can just go work out to be cute, right? Like that's mm-hmm. where I'm at. But I was talking about this and I kind of shared like my insecurities about it, some things that I struggled with and having an autoimmune disease. And I just really kind of openly talked about it and I shared it. And that post kind of went crazy online and my friends and family was hitting me up like, oh my God, thank you for saying something. Thank you for sharing this. And then I had a homeboy, he called me. He was like, sis, like, thank you. He said, cause I've been struggling and I didn't know who wow. to talk to about it. I didn't know anything. He said, cause I had these feelings and I didn't know what to do with it. And I was depressed and my anxiety was on high. And he said, I even had thoughts of suicide. Wow. 
Wow. He said, but when I heard you share oh. your message and how you felt, he was like, man, I know I can push through. I know I can do this. He was like, I just appreciate you being honest. Mm-hmm. And when he said that, like, it almost made me cry because I would never think that about this person that I know fairly well and always encourages me and we always have a good time together. But they were in a dark place and no one knew it. Yeah. And just me being honest about where I was at in my life and what was going on and this is what I'm doing to overcome it. I was able to help release him from whatever was holding him back and feeling like he couldn't be open and honest about what he was feeling like. And that's when I realized, okay, Michelle, apparently um, your voice is powerful. Like I know this, but mm-hmm. then when, in those moments, it makes me realize how powerful it is. Yeah. Like I can really help people like that. Like that's crazy to me, but I'm also like, it's it's like it's it's wonderful at the same time mm-hmm. because I can say something to do the opposite and I can say something that can help I can say something that can hurt but when I get stories like that from friends and family and even strangers yeah. that's how I know that what I'm doing is helpful because you just never know who needs to hear your voice but the only way they won't hear your voice is you if you never say anything exactly exactly your your voice is needed. It is powerful. Um, and like I said, I want people to follow you on your podcast. So you're a podcaster. You're an Olympian, gold medalist. Um, I'm waiting for you to like come out with a book because I think people need to read it. Um, oh, it's, it's coming. It's coming. Yes. We're we, we working on it. We're working on it. We're working <laughs> on all these things. Come on, tour 2023. Right. <laughs> um, you have done color commentary on the networks, uh, which yeah. you're really good at. I hope you do more of those, by the way. Thank you. Uh, what's next for you in 2023? We are in Black History Month. You are, and I want people to realize this when I say this before you answer this question, and that's the last question I'm going to ask you. I want people to realize that Michelle Carter is Black History. And I want people to know that your name resonates with that and what you have done for the sport mm-hmm. of shot put. Uh, so I, I want people to, whenever they they watch this or they hear this uh, on all their podcast platforms, wherever they get their podcasts, uh, realize when they hear the name Michelle Carter, uh, that you know the the history that you have done for Black women being a Black woman uh, in this in this month that we have to celebrate the history makers, the history makers that you are attached to that. And I wanted to give you your flowers uh, on this show and tell you thank you for what you have done and what you continue to do. And so uh, with that being said, what are what's next for Michelle Carter coming up in yeah. uh, 2023? You know, no, I thank you for that. I really do appreciate it. It's, it's, it's crazy when I think about some of the things that I accomplished. I'm like, we did that? I forgot, right? But yeah. it's, it's, I, I appreciate that. But what is next? Um, I, and to be honest, I'm still figuring it out. Like I'm doing the podcasting, which I absolutely love. Mm -hmm. I have a couple of other like, um, entrepreneurial adventures that I'm testing out. I am writing a book. Um, and one other thing that I did, I went and got, it became a notary. I'm a notary signing agent. (laughs) because <laughs> I'm like okay you know I need something to do to keep me a little busy mm-hmm. and I'm like oh I gotta just tell people where to sign I could do that there you go <laughs> <And> so <laughs> I, I picked that up and now I'm just trying to be consistent with what I have mm-hmm. and just kind of see how things un- unfold um oh, oh also too I've been picking up like all my 
my speaking and hosting events as well. So I have like a pretty big event that I, when everything is done, I get to share that I'm really, really excited about. So um, I, I there's so many things coming up and I'm just trying different things to see where we land in and then go from there. That's so good. That's so good. So where can people follow you on the social media? Yes, I'm pretty much at Shot Diva on everything. S-H-O-T-D-I-V-A, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Facebook. My website is shotdiva.com. And also, oh, I forgot my nonprofit is One Golden Shot. Um, you can find that at, at onegoldenshot.org. And yes. my camp information is Let's there. Let's talk about that for a little bit before we end. What is One yeah. Shot? One Golden Shot is golden really shot. me having events and activities that help prepare people for that one shot in life. So everybody has these moments that you build up to that moment that changed your life. And like, for me, um, that one moment in the 2016 games, like not giving up, not quitting and being prepared for that moment has changed my life forever. So with my nonprofit right now, we have three programs. One is of course you throw girl. Mm -hmm. And then the other one is called Fueled Up. It's where we provide um, um, snacks and food for local um, track teams. Mm -hmm. Um, Because these kids go out to track meets all day and they don't have snacks and their parents don't bring no food. And how they're supposed to perform at their best. And they're hungry and they don't have the energy. So we have that. And then my other event is called I'm Supported where we are providing sports bras for young female athletes and talk about um, proper sports bra fitting. Um, Mm. Because for me, as a young girl, I had breasts pretty early. And going through that transition and playing basketball and having to run and finding a good sports bra was really hard. Mm -hmm. And for girls who have that issue, it's a confidence thing because now you got to worry about what's going on here. People are looking at you. People are talking about you, but I want girls to actually feel confident in finding the right sports bras and making sure they have what they need. So when they go out there and they have, they play their sports, they're, they're confident, feel good about themselves because they have the proper equipment and sports bra is a very needed proper equipment oh yeah um, for a young woman mm-hmm. oh that's so good I, I love that and I love that you are part of the community uh, I, I love that uh, people that have done so much for you know their talent that they are you know givers and servants of the community and wanting to give back so that's incredible what you are doing uh, I am so honored to have had you as a guest on this on the podcast today. So thank you so much, Michelle, for what you're doing, for who you are, for whose you are, uh, because your steps are ordered. And so God is guiding you all the way. And I am looking forward to what exciting things are going to be happening for you yes. in 2023. So thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. Yes, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. And thank you, everybody that was listening and watching. I appreciate it so much. And as I always end the show, Heard That Nation, take care, stay safe. We out of here. Be in the know of new episodes that are coming up on the podcast at HeardThatWithMarisa.com. I'm also available on Instagram at Marisa Tigney Podcast, on Twitter at LovelyMarisaT, as well as Facebook on a social media page, Heard That With Marisa Tigney. I appreciate your continued support.